on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realest sake about the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF This is where you ask the questions and I bring you the AFs how do we submit the cues? Guys, as always, email your questions into askandy at andyforsolo.com. Now, we do have a special guest. It's not DJ. We do have the pastor of disaster, Vaughn, the impaler, is in the building. What's up, dude? It's good to be here, even yeah. though it's a pretty dreary day outside. Yeah, but it's good Friday. Well, that shirt's definitely lightening it up, so I'm just saying. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> I had to dress up a little bit. What are you doing in town, bro? Helping my mom move. Yeah, where's she moving? Louisville, Kentucky. So you're making long trips, huh? Are you going to Louisville or are you just helping her move? No, She's I'm, going. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back successive weekends to help her clean out her house and get ready to move. But, there we go. Uh, yeah, but dude, you know me. I like to drive. With four little girls, I like driving in the car. It's quiet. I can listen to a book on tape. Well, I guess they're not on tape anymore. Or, book on tape. It. What's a tape? That's yeah, exactly <laughs> right. 8-track. Yeah. yeah. No. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, what, what's it going on? What's going on, man? A lot of stuff. Like what? Uh, I just paid my taxes today. Yeah, sort of. The help of yeah, the help it, of your boy, uh, Mike. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, I made the cut. Oh, there you go. You know, when he came over to work like full time yeah. for you, he cut everybody. Uh, he had to cut everybody, yeah. but he's like, I, I, I don't think I have to cut you because you are sort of somewhat Andy's friend. Yeah. So, yeah, he let me through. There you go. Yeah. I thought we were talking about circumcisions for a minute. Anyway, what, what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, Holy shit, man. What the fuck that bit? Yeah. Yeah, no, everything's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I got, some, I got some good ones for you. All right, let's get started. Let's knock these out. Andy, question number one. Wait, did we cover the fee? Oh, no, we didn't. We fee, fee. There's fee for the show. It's not, I mean, you can Venmo, Venmo me if you want, but uh, the fee is actually just a referral. Uh, if you like the show, if it made you think, if it gave you some knowledge, if it uh, helped you gain a new perspective, helped you get on the right track, uh, please share the show. Yeah, that's all we ask. Uh, unlike other shows, I don't run a million ads and try to bore you to death. We're here to, you know, help you get better uh, because that's what the world needs right now. The world needs better individuals. And so that's what the goal of the show is about. This show is definitely going to do that. So, uh, Andy, question number one for you. Andy. What's your take on the current student loan situation, uh, specifically on the forgiveness side of student loans? Just want to hear your thoughts on that. What, what do you mean? Like politically, everybody's talking about like, you know, oh, we should, you know, all the student loans should be forgiven. Oh, really? What's your idea on just even getting them in the first place? Well, first of all, um, if you signed up for it, you should fucking pay it. That's called having integrity. Okay. Um, that's what adults do. I don't want to hear this shit about fucking loan forgiveness, dude. Fuck you. That's what you did. And it is what it is. Now, with that being said, um, <clears throat> did you make an educated decision when you went and got the loans? Probably not. And there's probably a real lesson there for you in life, which is don't sign your name on shit that you don't know what the fuck it's about. Yeah. Okay. I personally think that the way the government and the way these schools uh, allow kids to sign up for literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans uh, without really explaining to them or or teaching them what the long term impact of those loans would be, it's highly immoral. Yeah. Uh, first of all, but but then and uh, to that too, there's no fucking you can't go get the same business loan out of credit. You know, just starting out. 
But you can go no, get two hundred thousand. Yeah. The whole idea of burying someone in student loans is to make them a cog in the big system. That's it. They want to leverage you. You have to pay the loans. They're the only loans that you cannot default out of for any reason. They will follow you for the rest of time. So um, for those of you who are screaming about forgiveness, it's never going to happen. That was a lie that they told you to get your fucking vote. And so next time, maybe you should be a little bit smarter. All right. So now the bigger question is, how should it be? Okay. That's the reality of the scenario. Um, first of all, they're going to continue to milk our people and milk and leverage our generations after generation after generation with these student loans, because that's what they need to lock people in over the course of their life to buy into their system. That's what you have to understand. Okay. Um, now does it need to be fixed? Yeah, I believe it does. I believe these schools are getting away with literal fucking robbery of, of, people's futures and their incomes, the, the classes that they teach, uh, the skills that you walk out of a four-year university with are not equal to the amount of money that you are now tied to and obligated to pay. They're not even close. Right. So you're, you're sending people to, to school with, to learn gender studies. They're getting out of school and they're earning $40,000, which is like right now is honestly, you can't live on that. Um, you can, but like, I wouldn't call it living. Fuck yeah, you're going to be in poverty, bro. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's morally wrong. Um, you know, I think these universities have gone the same path of the government where they've become totally bureaucratic. Their goal is to get as much money from these kids as possible and their parents as possible. They don't give a fuck if these kids go out and fall on their face or if they actually learn. And so we have no, we have very few university pr professors that are teaching any real skills. And if they are teaching real skills or talking truth, they're run out by the liberals that are in these colleges. Mm -hmm. And so they're indoctrinating these kids into this set of beliefs, which is not reality. Um, and people are becoming financial slaves because of it. And in my opinion, and you guys can think whatever you want, but unless you're going to be a physician or uh, a lawyer or not even a lawyer, if you're going to be a physician or maybe an architect, something that has a, a special skill set that you need to learn that's the only kind of college that you that a kid needs. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to be in business, go start a fucking business or get a job with it. Get because most companies now don't care about your degree anymore. No. My opinion is that the, the the education system that exists today is collapsing right in front of our eyes right now. Enrollments down like twenty percent across the board of, of fucking all colleges because of the fucking vaccine shit now. Um, you know, look. Trump said it, bro. You go woke, you go broke. And that's what the fuck's happening here. And so there's so many other alternative areas to learn from with the technology that's available um, that, you know, like, for, for example, like Ed Milet and I have Arte Syndicate. Like, dude, we teach you how to fucking be successful in business. If you want to be successful in business, you come join our group. And guess what? It's expensive, but it's not expensive compared to fucking four-year university. And I can promise you with 1,000% guarantee you will learn more in that group than you'll ever learn in a fucking college. And earn and, more from and, it. Yeah. In fucking two fucking months. Okay? So education is changing. How people look at education is changing. Unless you're going to become a professional within those certain... Specialized fields. Yes, for yeah. sure. So uh, another thing that's happening, we talked about this with... I, I forgot who it was. I think it was Yoder that was on the show. We talked about trade schools, vocational schools. Mm -hmm. Okay? A lot of people are not wanting to work anymore 
in those fields because for the last 20 years, they've been shit on. The working class Americans been told, like it's been painted to these kids, like if you work for a living, you're a fucking loser. Right. Bro, that's the most noble thing you can do is go out and actually work like with your fucking hands, solving fucking problems for people. And great thing for you guys who are young right now, um, a lot of these people are quitting because they're not, they're just not doing it anymore. They don't take pride in it. So like if you're a young man or a woman who wants to build a great career right away uh, or, or, or even wants to become an entrepreneur like down the road, a yeah. great way to develop the seed money to start your company is to go to one of these vocational schools for a fucking year Start earning a, a great living because these workers in in the in the trades are non-existent right now for the most part. Yeah. Okay. There's a huge huge vacuum for new people to come in. All right. Go work that for three years. Save all your fucking money. Now you have your seed money for you becoming an entrepreneur. Right. Right. So I had to work other jobs to to fund my company for eight fucking years. I did that. I worked other fucking jobs for the first eight years I was running my company. That's what it fucking takes. Yeah. So there's tons of opportunity here. Um, and it's fun. It's like what we talked about on the MSCO project fucking years ago, bro. Uh, the, the, the people now, if you're a young person and you want to win, the opportunity's never been better because the people now are so fucking lazy and they believe all this idealistic shit. They're not in reality. Like they're, they're saying, oh, I can get a check from the government, sit on my ass and put the fucking metaverse goggles on. Mm -hmm. Well, that creates an amazing opportunity for you because you have way less competition. When I was 19 years old, everybody wanted to be rich. So I had to compete against all those motherfuckers. Okay? That's why I have the skills that I have. That's why you should listen to my show. <laughs> Just being fucking real. I'm sharing directly with you how to fucking win. Um, but, ha bro, you took, you took, if you took me, me who I am, and my skills and my knowledge, and maybe 19-year-olds right now, I, I, dude, I would fucking murder everybody. Yeah. Like, it, it would be over, dude. Like, you all be fucked. I'd be the richest man in the world. You know, for real. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. And you wouldn't be fucked because I would actually do the right thing with my wealth. Right. But the point is, um, tremendous opportunity. You know, the I had a I had a friend uh, ask me about starting a podcast, and uh, she was like, "Well, I want to speak on stages, and I want to do this and that. You know, how do I do that?" And I'm like, "Well, hey, look, dude, um, I was putting out content, telling my story for ten fucking years before I ever started becoming a speaker. Right. You haven't put your story out one time. Mm. You know, and the great thing about you is." You don't have to do it for 10 years. Now you could do it for two years mm -hmm. and become someone because the speed of technology has increased so much. It allows that now. There's yeah. never been more opportunity than there is right now, but you're just not hearing it or seeing it or believing it because of the events going on in the world. Listen, man, for, from the beginning of time until now, the universal truth of humanity is the ones who fucking learn the skills and the ones who put the work in fucking run the world. That is it. Mm. So it really doesn't matter what Putin's doing or what Biden's doing or what so-and-so is doing. Are they creating situations that may make it easier or harder? Sure. But at the end of the day, developing a strong work, work ethic, being dedicated to your craft, being, being committed 100%, going all in and fucking, that's going to cause a win. So a lot of people right now are sitting on the sidelines because they think, oh, the world's too fucked up. I got to wait till it gets normal. Let me tell you something, motherfucker. <laughs> It ain't ever going to be normal. Right. It's always going to be fucked up. Yeah. Andy, I would add to any parents listening that I think it's morally wrong and a massive parent fail if you just push your kids into college with, without getting them to think through all of the relevant, relevant issues. I remember when I was a senior and I wanted to go to a very expensive private college and I ended up going to that college, but my dad sat me down and he basically said like, listen, we're not paying for this. 
if you want to go into this, you've got to invest the money. You've, you've got to shoulder the burden yourself. And you also have to choose a major that is going to have the earning potential to pay off this loan. And I think that a lot of a lot of parents, I think there's still that that sort of lie of the American dream of if you really want to be a truly American, you have to somehow go to a four-year college. And that college is for every everybody. And my dad was very, very clear to me. He's like, I'm not, I'm going to be completely proud of you if you don't go to college. You just have to do something that's worthwhile and consistent with your goals. And I don't think most parents have that, that discussion. Dude, listen, most parents are fucking terrible parents. Terrible parents. It's the fucking truth. Yeah, you want to hear some fucking truth? You putting your motherfucking kids on video games when you should be working with them, teaching them skills, being out in the yard, getting them in sports, doing all these things that teach them real life lessons is fucking lazy. You should never have motherfucking kids if that's how you're going to fucking parent. And I don't have kids. And you know why I don't have kids? Because I run motherfucking companies and I don't have fucking time to do the shit the right way. Okay? That's why I didn't fucking do it. So <clears throat> be responsible. Mm -hmm. If you're a parent, I had a guy message me yesterday and said, man, what would you, he's 28. He said, what would you do? Uh, I just found out that I'm going to have a kid that I don't really want. What would you do? I said, be a fucking great dad. Mm -hmm. Raise him right. Raise him to be a fucking awesome member of society that contributes because we fucking need it. And that 10 years, 20 years you're going to put into this shit, 30 years, whatever it takes, is going to come faster than you think. And you're going to be glad you did it. 100%. So, you know, yeah. <clears throat> you got, look, there's lots of shit that's fucked up. One of the biggest ones is the education system. I agree with you 100%. Parents don't take an interest in their kid's future. They come home and they repeat the shit they hear on the media. Oh, go to college or you're going to be a loser. I was told the same shit. Mm, I was told the same thing. I was told the same fucking shit. I, bro, you know, that's a famous story we tell here. I went to the guidance counselor. He said, where do you want to go to school? I said, I want to go to fucking Duke or, I want, or Notre Dame or Texas. Mm -hmm. Motherfucker goes, well, that's for cream of the crop, bro. And you're just not cream of the crop. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad he said that to me because I wouldn't be here without him saying that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's sad because these kids, they're not, they're, the people who are, they're supposed to trust and look after them are not looking after them. So, you know, we, like, we really need an individual <laughs> adoption of Arate in every area of their life, which Arate, if you look up the, what's it mean, Vaughn? It means fucking excellence mm -hmm. in all areas. Mm -hmm. And if we don't adopt that, as humans, as, as members of this society, as a, as a, as a way of living and, and treating others and raising our kids, we are going to fucking lose and your kids are going to definitely lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's my take. And, and, but if you took the loans, you pay them back. Absolutely. Regardless if you got fucked on it or not. Well, you said it it's, right. It's integrity. That is. Yeah. And this whole thing of like, oh, I'm not responsible for my decisions. Fuck you. Yes, you are. I was, so were you. And so were all of you. And now we have a fucking, a generation of Rotten and tiled, spoiled little fucking brats that want their fucking money to be given back to them when they signed up for it. Right. I'm not for it, dude. Fuck you. So that's where I stand on it. Love it. Uh, Andy, question number two for you. Uh, Andy, Dig what? Get yourself out of the motherfucking hole, bro. I know fuck. Bro, I have a friend of mine who paid off $187,000 of fucking student loans in three fucking years. Yeah. You know what? You know what she did those three years besides fucking work? Nothing. I'm not saying nothing. You can't nothing. do nothing else. But she paid her shit back. Andy, question number two. What's your advice uh, or what advice do you have 
on building culture when a team works completely remote? I mean, the same advice I would have building culture when they work in front of your fucking face. Mm. You identify a set of core values that you stand for. You speak about your culture in those terms of core values. You correct in terms of those core values. You hire and fire in terms of those core values. Um, you know, what, I think what they're asking is like, whoever's asking that doesn't understand culture. They think it's like team building, office birthdays, uh, donuts hey, in the coffee it's, room. It's Karen's birthday today. Let's all go sing happy birthday. They think that's culture. Right. Whoever asked that, um, because there is no difference in building culture remotely or in person uh, or fucking any of it. It's all the same at the, in, in these time of days. Yeah. So, High standards and core values. That's it. And live by them. Mm-hmm. That's it. Make the best decisions you can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not everybody's going to agree with every fucking decision you make. Your job is to make the best decision. You know, and living by core values, by the way, uh, like one of our core, core values is loyalty. All right. Um, people think that means like loyalty to me. No, it doesn't. It means loyalty to the core values and it means loyalty to each other. Right. And people don't understand, like just because someone else violates that loyalty doesn't mean that you change who the fuck you are in the judgment of that person. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. Oh, they broke the core values. Fucking fire them. Okay. Well, you go fire them then. See what I'm saying? Right, right. It's a little different, different fucking tune when, when people got to fucking make those decisions. Fuck yeah, it's easy to say. Yeah, I'm just saying, core values set the standard of which we all strive to live by. They are not something that we always live by with uh, infallibility, right? We, we, we will fail. We will make mistakes. We will veer off the course. Those core values serve to bring us back on course and move us in the same direction. Whatever the fuck those are for you, that's how you have to run your business. And if you want to really get an answer to that question, join fucking Arate because I go into it in depth. It's a, it's a year-long program for you to understand how to do, do culture properly. That person should be an Arate. What do you think? No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think what they're thinking is that you have to physically be in someone's presence in order to communicate core values and that's just not i mean obviously there are benefits yeah to but that, bro but that's what i'm saying is, is that, like most of these people do not even understand they don't even understand what culture means mm -hmm. they don't understand how to use core values or how to live by them some people think that if you violate a core value you should be fucking terminated oh yeah no. yeah like dude it's insane like right. it's insane how like people have so many misunderstandings of how this works and they say, well, Andy, why don't you ever teach it? I do teach it. Mm -hmm. I just ain't teaching it to you for fucking free. Right. <laughs> okay. Because no it's the most fucking valuable thing I could ever fucking teach you. So if you want to learn it, join my fucking group. Because no one's going to teach you this shit for free. Because it's a fucking big deal. Yeah. And I, I would absolutely say that. I give away more free shit than anybody. But I can yeah. tell you this. I ain't giving that away for fucking free. And, and there's no question that the people in Arte would say that culture is the key to scaling. Yeah, 100%. 100%. How do you, how do you, the bit, the biggest question I get when people come in here, every single fucking time, it's the same question. Where do you get all these people? How do you hire these people? Andy, how do where you, do you find them? How do you hire people? How do you find these people? Like, where do you get them? What do you think I have a fucking, uh, fucking quality people fucking farm? I just <laughs> right. go over there and fucking pick them? <laughs> fucking idiots. All right, but that's ready. Come on. Yeah, Madot. this is about character development. It's about fucking personality development. It's about, bringing humans in and making them fucking better versions of themselves. And if you don't take an interest in that, in your business at this point in time, the way the world is, you will get beat by people who do. 
It's a fact. So I, if you're a business owner and you don't really understand how to build culture, you better learn. Mm-hmm. And I only know one motherfucker that's really great at teaching it. Mm-hmm. I happen to look at him in the fucking mirror every day. So it's yeah. insane though, bro. How many, like probably what's the nine... best skill I have, bro. What's it? Building culture. That's it. Yeah. And leadership, which I, I would put those together, but, but, uh, but it is crazy. Like 99 per, uh, 99% of the, the businesses out there are still hiring people according to book smarts, book smarts, college and experience. Or, and it's, or now it's by fucking just skin color, sexual right. orientation. Yeah. I, I digress. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, the truth. Yeah. If you buy into that shit, you'll lose. Right. If you buy into anything other than fucking putting the best people in the fucking, it's competitive, dude. Yeah. It's competitive out here. Like out here in the real world, not in this fucking fake ass academia world, in the real world, it's cutthroat. Hmm. You don't put the best people and you, you, you start putting people in positions because it makes you feel better about shit or whatever. Uh, you're going to fucking get beat. So the better policy for you is to cultivate fucking tremendous talent with the people that you have and make them great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter what their skin color, mm-hmm. no matter who they like to have sex with, no matter what they like to wear, they like to wear a dress. I don't give a fuck. If you come in here and you're the fucking best, I don't care what you fucking wear. I don't even care if you come in. All I care is that you fucking win. Right. And you're a good person. You stand for these things. Are you going to make mistakes? I know you're going to make mistakes when you fucking come in here. How do I look at mistakes, Vaughn? Uh, opportunity to learn. And how do I see that? It's an investment, investment in our investment, fucking company. Right. Mm-hmm. If I fired everybody every time they make a fucking mistake, not a single motherfucker in this building would have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's funny is when it comes to the core values and people think, oh, well, so-and-so violated this core value or that. Um, what do they say about sin in the Bible, bro? Let he who was without sin cast the first But What do they say about the degrees of sin? There is no degree of sin. Sin is, a sin is a fucking mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what the fuck that person did. It doesn't matter what they, what they do. It's what matters is they learn their lesson, not fucking do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody else does mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of which, like, bro. Dude, the amount of hypocrisy that's in this world, it, it astounds me. Because yeah. I see people online every day calling for this consequence or that consequence or this consequence or judging people for this and that and this and then calling themselves a good Christian. Mm-hmm. Like it disgusts me, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Who if, Jesus if hang out with, bro? Who Jesus hang out with? Sinners. Yeah. That's why I hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, bro. Like, <laughs> by the way, bro, I got to tell you. Uh, that was the first funny joke you ever told. I know. Yeah, right? Mark it down. But listen. Yeah. Give him the trophy. trophy. <laughs> <laughs> People have to understand, man. Like, this is, this ain't a fucking game. Right. Like, and, you know, our life is not a game and how we treat people is not a game. And we will all be judged based off of how we operate in the real life. And like a big problem that I see in the world is the level of hypocrisy that's fucking out there, bro. It's crazy. Like people think they're good. They, people think they're really good people until someone does something they don't agree with. And then they abandon everything that they stand for and judge that person in a heart. Yeah. That's not your place. Give them the death penalty. That's not your fucking place. Right. But if it was them, if we switched around, they'd say something different. They want grace. They want mercy. That's they right. Want, yeah. You should judge people. We talked about this in text just the other day, bro. Remember? Yeah. We, you, what did I say? You should judge people how you'd like to be judged because mm-hmm. you're going to fuck up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real, man. Uh, Andy, Vaughn, our third and final question for you. Uh, Andy, should partnerships be 50 50 splits straight down the middle all, at all times or should they be equal to input? 
Uh, so the backstory is I'm about to get into business with a great longtime friend. We both know who's the face and we both know who's the backstage producer. Should I have more ownership? I don't know. It depends on the agreement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every agreement that comes down to your ability to negotiate. Yeah. Like it's a, it comes down to a lot of different factors. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a very generous person when it comes to those kind of arrangements. Like I, I want everybody to win. I think the right way to be is that your whole team fucking wins. I think that if you're only winning alone and you're operating from a place of like, I want all the money, I want all the recognition, you're going to fucking lose no matter what. So like for me, I don't enter partnerships and try to get the most that I can. I try to enter partnerships that are going to be the best beneficial to getting the job done. So you focus more on the output than input. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And because, dude, if, you know, I don't fuck with things that aren't going to be in the fucking ten figure range. Right. Like I don't right. fuck with million dollar ideas anymore, or even ten million or a hundred million. I fuck with billion dollar ideas. Right. Okay. So I figure I look at it like this: if I'm going to partner with you, and we're going to do something that's in the billions. Uh, we're all going to make money. I'm not really that fucking worried about it. Right. So that's how. That's how. As long as it's fair, I try to be fair. Yeah. You know, fair is not what's most for me. And least for you. Fair is what's good for you and also good for me. And we're both happy. Right. You know, it's one thing that uh, Tr Trump's, you know, I've read all Trump's books. And one of the things that he, he agrees that he thinks, which him and I disagree with 100% here, he thinks a good deal is what's best for him. Right. And to get the most for him. And that's not what I consider to be a great deal. And it's never, I've never operated that way. It's not, it's not what I, I, I don't know. I think it's better to do it the way I think. And I've been successful that way. Now he's a lot more successful, but he's also 75 years old. We'll see where I'm at when I'm 75. Yeah, no shit. So, I mean, does that change though when it comes down to like having to make decisions for the company, right? Like, like, well, now you're talking two different things because there has to be an order of, uh, you know, operations or an operational agreement of who has to say what, who, because look, dude, if you run a company by committee, um, you're going to come out with watered down products. All right. Like, here's what I mean by that. So let's say you have a board of directors and, and, and we're, we're putting everything to a fucking vote. Everything. Well, everything. Like every decision to a vote. Right. Yeah, yeah. What you're going to end up with is a bunch of mediocre ideas because what's going to happen is one guy's going to say one thing and this lady over here is going to say this. And then everybody else is going to figure out a compromise about what that, and what that does is that creates products that no one cares about products, uh, marketing that is not interesting. Um, this is, you know, when they start playing the political correct game, uh, it doesn't impact people. It's very fucking like vanilla and you get crushed. All right. So what you should do is have a system where you, you get feedback, but also ultimately one person who is capable and skilled and smart makes the decision. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's why leadership is such a, is such a, a nuanced art because you have to know as a leader when your team is right or when you are right. Right. Like, for yeah. example, Madash right. show, told me yesterday not to air the show pretty much. Right. So you could have done. I think it could be a lot better. I air the show. Fucking people love it. Right. That was my decision. Right. Nothing against him. Not that you didn't vow. He, I, I yeah. listened to him. Right. In right. fact, I even tried to recut the show and it just wasn't happening the way that it was. So, so I said, no, fuck it. We're airing it. And it turns out like that was the right decision. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's nothing against him. Must say it's not that you don't no, value it. But there's his times where he would say, I didn't like it. And guess what we didn't do? Yeah. We didn't fucking air the show. Right. So you have to understand the nuance of decision making when you're the CEO. So what you're talking about is 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 basically chain of command. Right. Right. And and, and ownership equity are two different fucking things. Mm. Like you can have a different person in charge of the decisions that is not the majority owner of your company. Got it. 
You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So it, you're talking about two complete different things. Um, usually they're not the diff, they're they're the same thing in most companies, yeah. uh, especially small to middle sized companies. But in reality, they're two different things because if you're a shitty leader, like for example, let's just say, let's just say uh, I'm a shitty leader, okay, and I'm not effective. But or let's say something happened where I couldn't be effective. Right. And Sal couldn't be effective. I would have to go out and find someone who is capable of doing that job. Mm -hmm. What's their job? Their job is not to rule with an iron fist. Their job is to observe, hear, listen, pay attention, and then make the right decision. Right. Their job is like people get the wrong idea of what an actual leader or a CEO is supposed to do. You're not supposed to dictate. You're supposed to observe, gather information, create the proper strategy listen to everybody, what they think, value their own opinions. I value what Syed says. I value what Keith says. I value what you say. I value what Vaughn says. I value what Joe says. And I value what Madat says. That's our team in this room, right? Right. I value everybody. That is no guarantee that I'm going to listen to any of you. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. But I understand that these guys are all pretty fucking smart. So if they, how many times have you guys brought shit up? And I'm like, damn, that's a fucking good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Like I don't rely like that's low level leadership when you it's think, the ego thing. Yes. And yeah. most, most CEOs are that way, by the way. Yeah. And most presidents too. So, which is why the fuck we're here. So that's my answer. I love it, man. I love it. Well, uh, Andy Vaughn, that is three. Was that three? That was three. I thought it was two. I thought it was two, bro. No, it was three. What were the oh. three questions? Student loan, uh, remote cultures and 50, 50. Another one? Hey dude, sometime we don't have to do it now, but sometime, I want to tell because I don't think we've ever told this on air, but sometime I want to tell the story of uh, me getting fired and rehired. Fired that's from a, where? From here, from you. Well, I don't remember firing you. You I did. fired you like so many times, bro. Remember about the non-disclosure agreement thing where we had a misunderstanding? Like that no, was- No, I remember when you didn't fucking literally- refuse to understand what the fuck I was telling you and trust me. I know. That's and what then, I'm talking and then, about. And then I remember you figuring out, oh shit, now I get it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's get, what I'm talking about. It's a great yeah, story. You can tell the story? I'm say, well, I, I, no, heard, well, like we'll tell it another time. Okay. But I, but we need to tell that. So basically it, who was right at the end? You were right. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say. It's a great right. story. It's a great story. Someday. All right. <laughs> All right. That is three. <laughs> you don't have any more? It's three, man. Oh, we can't do one more. I'm in the zone. I mean, we Not can. now, Chief. I'm in the zone. What video is that? Who knows? Not now, Chief. I'm in the zone. Huh? My new haircut. It's a fucking YouTube legendary video. I'm, I am, I am, I am so fucking disappointed that none of you knew that. You're all fucking fired, <laughs> especially Vaughn, twice. <laughs> all right, is that really the show? Yeah, that's really. I mean, right. I got another one if you really, really want it. Yeah, let's do one more. We got Vaughn here. Got some little, it's, little, it's, little, it's Good Friday. We'll give we'll, Friday, we'll yeah. give him one more question. In good faith. A little extra right. caramel sauce. All right, yeah. Doesn't happen that often, so okay. you guys better be fucking, uh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Andy. It better be good, bro, or you're uh, fired. Uh, it will. See how that works? That's what bad CEOs do. Let, let, you let better me. fucking do it right, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like, you can't. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give a little a little preview of yeah. when we do finally actually tell this story. Good things happen when you get fired. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to find the worst one then. <laughs> hey, God, good things ain't going to happen to you, bro. <laughs> Okay, got it. Andy, I'm 25 years old. I was recently promoted, and I now have three people that report to me. Two of the three people are a little bit older than me um, and have way more experience than me. Um, I have been personally doubting my ability to mentor and lead them since I was sort of thrown into this position. 
I know I'm good on the technical side of my job, but to the personal side has been hard to adapt since I'm very introverted. Question is, is it better to fake it till I make it or should I be upfront with them about my lack of leadership experience? Upfront. Upfront. The only way you can get buy-in from your team is by being fucking real. Mm. This is how I'd handle that scenario. Because I've been that guy. Yeah. I've been the youngest guy in a business, in a business meeting with a bunch of older guys that, that you know, think they were all better than me because they were older. Yeah. Okay? And they weren't. Um, but you can't run in there and act like that, right? So uh, I'm an introvert as well. That's a hard conversation. I empathize with that person. I understand what that's like. Uh, how to handle that would be go like this. This is how I would do it. Hey, look, guys. Uh, I know you guys think I'm an idiot because I'm younger than you. And I know you probably think I'm just some young kid that doesn't know shit. I'm, gonna, I'm not here to boss you around, guys. I'm just trying to organize it so we can all make more money. We can all be more successful. We can all win. Um, and I would appreciate if you guys could help me do that. Because what I'm going to try to do is make the best decision possible for the whole team. And uh, I'm going to need your input. I'm going to need you to support me. And um, I would really like this to be a fun environment. I would really like this to be a good environment where you guys can tell me the truth and tell me uh, what you really think and offer honest feedback. I'm not here to boss you around. Uh, I'm here to help us win. And if you guys have criticism for me, uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Uh, I'm not saying I'll always agree with it. I'm not saying I'll always decide that way, but I will definitely be willing to have the conversation. I respect you guys. I, I, I really want to make this work. Um, you think we can do it? Yeah. And then they're going to say, yeah, we fucking do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're going to get buy-in. Yeah. So that's how, the, you know, that version of the conversation, um, where you're basically kind of, uh, stating where you stand and then asking for them to support you goes a really long way when you're in that scenario. What, what do you think the, the, this idea of age equals wisdom, experience, knowledge? Well, it's true. It, there's a little truth to it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, the older you get, you have a different perspective. Right. And like, the, the, like, how do you look at a fucking 22-year-old right now? Right. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you look at them like they're a dumbass, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe a 42-year-old would look at a 26-year-old like he's a dumbass sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it sound so familiar? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but do you understand? No, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that's the, natural, that's the natural order. You can't change that. It's mm -hmm. not... You can't go... Like, if you go in and demand respect in that scenario, you will lose. Yeah. Okay? So, you have to finesse it. And by, and, but be firm. Yeah. Be yeah. be straight, be firm, be honest, um, and, and have courage because that's an intimidating scenario. But I think being transparent and just telling them, like, hey guys, this is a weird scenario for me. Like, I know it's weird for you too. Right. But I think we if we all got together, we can make this fucking work really good and we could do this and this and this and get everybody focused on the mission and you don't have the problem. The problem right. that comes from people having arguments over their age and all those things, it comes from people trying to impose their ego on other people. Mm. Whether it's the older guys or girls imposing their ego on the younger person or the younger person imposing their leadership authority onto them, which is also ego. The position, yeah. Right. So it, you have to eliminate the ego. You've got to sit down, have a real talk, get everybody bought in. And guess what? Some of them are going to say they buy in and then they're going to be very difficult to manage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, managing people, guys, and managing teams is the fucking hardest thing to do. This is why culture and all these things we talk about are so fucking important where most of the business guys that hear that shit, they're like, oh yeah, I got good culture. I got a fucking sign. You know, we all touch it on the way out to <laughs> right. You know, like, dude, right, get the right. fuck out of here. <laughs> you, you don't even know what culture is, dude. I can tell by the way you're, I can tell every, listen. I smell the mayonnaise. 99.9% .9 of companies don't have any fucking culture. Mm. And the culture they do have is generated by the own employees 
that they have that are taking the role of create. See, if you don't create the culture intentionally, your employees will create it mm. by chance. Mm. And that, and then that way, now you're putting your whole entire company in a place where depending on who you have and the character of who, what they have um, will be your culture. So if you get a shit bag in there, that's a, that's a, that's somehow a persuasive person. They'll ruin your fucking company. You're rolling the dice. So you have to intentionally create it. That's what Carhartt did. Uh, dude, listen, there's tons of companies that do it every day. They self-destruct. Um, because they don't want to make the investment. They don't want to make the investment in creating better people. They don't want to make the investment in actually learning how to be a great leader. And those things are investments. And most people are too egotistical to do it. Most people think when they get the title, they're automatically qualified to do the job. And that's just not the truth. Yeah. So yeah. it's humility. It's, it's knowledge. It's openness. It's transparency. And that all builds trust. And you got to have trust to have a team. So I would start there. I love it. I love it. So aren't you glad we did four now? Yeah, a little extra caramel sauce, bro. A little, little extra caramel. There we go. You got anything to add to that? Just that good people appreciate authenticity and, and honesty. So if if this 25-year-old comes to these guys and, and is just really down to earth about it, if they're good people, they're going to appreciate that. If they're not, then eventually that person's going to have to just lay down the law and say, listen, I've tried to be authentic. I've tried to be humble and honest and everything. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I am the boss. I think that's a great point. You know? Like you have to have a line that they cannot cross. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. that's important. And it's important that you hold it Yeah, because the minute you don't hold it, mm -hmm. the fucking uh, prisoners are running the prison, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something that happens on the first time? Like, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I already had my conversation. Listen, Jim Bob's listen. out of line now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jim, what do you think I would do? I think that you would probably, I mean, I, I don't think it would be the first time. I think the first time would definitely be a conversation, but I don't think you're going to go nuclear, right? So I'm big on forgiveness, but I'm also big on holding the line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Especially I know, if I know you, you will. clearly <laughs> communicated the expectations. That's right. You know? yeah. If you clearly That's communicated right. that and that it was still and By the way, when it comes to those decisions too, there's, there, you know, how you have to look at it is like a, 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 a karmic bank account mm -hmm. almost. Mm -hmm. so, so like when you're making a decision about an employee um, and let's say they cross that line. We're talking about something a little bit different than what we were just talking about a minute ago. But um, for example, you know, if you have an employee that for, you know, 15 years has made incredible deposits into your company, and then let's say they make a mistake and it's, let's say it was big. Was that mistake equal to the deposits they've already made? The was that withdrawal years, as equal? Right. Or do they still have some in the account? Right. And I think that's something that people don't really take into consideration when they're making decisions as a leader, you know what I'm saying? That's like, a great way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, because if you yeah. want people to buy into your to, to you as a leader, they have to understand that you understand there's a little bit of grace there when things go wrong. Because like, how would how would you like to work for a fucking tyrant who you know if you fucked up one time, they're going to fucking fire you? Bro, you're going to be on eggshells. Mm -hmm. You're going to walk around. You're not going to be committed because you're mm -hmm. always going to be on the edge, mm -hmm. right? And... um you know, you're never going to trust the person because you, no matter how much time you put in, they'll fucking cut your head off, mm -hmm. right? That's not a way to be. No. It's not the right thing. It's not a good culture. No. And, and so, like, there's all kinds of perspectives that go into these leadership decisions that not everybody's going to see at all times that, that you have to, as a leader, really think about. And I, I try to think about these things ahead of time. You know, the, the analogy I just used about deposits and withdrawals I got from Ed Milet. It was one of the, I've been close friends with Ed for five years. Um, one of my closest, closest, closest friends. I call him brother. Uh, one of the most valuable things he taught me was that concept mm. of, of deposits versus withdrawals. Like when someone fucks up, 
you got to really look like how much more good did they do? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we're all fucking humans, yeah. dude. What's, what's that account summary saying right That's now? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it brings you back to zero when you fuck up. Yeah. And you got to rebuild. But yeah. that's that's just the way I think an effective leader leads, in my opinion. Yeah. And, I and it. I, it's really not my, I really don't care how you all lead. That's how I lead. And if, you, you know, I think my results speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So. Agreed. Well, Andy, guys, that is four. So go share the show if you want some more. Oh, oh shit. You, you like that Look right that. there? You like that right there? You had that in your pocket. Yeah, I was thinking about Joe was actually texting me some stuff. That's, oh. that's not what Joe said, but I'm like, I'm like, four more. Yes. That's, there you that's go. Four. Go share the show. All right. More. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bank road. Can't fold. Doesn't know.